The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you wanna leave corporate America? Are that you want financial freedom, you wanna own your own time, and you wanna build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's gonna take community and it's gonna take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship successfully. Now let's get back to the episode. What's gonna be more accurate to the path direction you're trying to go? Yes. And I get better at that through time. Yeah. It took me a long time though to have confidence in mm -hmm. like knowing that I'm going in the right direction. Yeah. Versus uh, you know, like oh shoot, I'm lost. I went through a real period where I I was like, bruh, I still don't know the idea that I want to scale. Like you gotta at least do something. Mm -hmm. Which actually talking about environments, I said literally, I just need to stay in something. That's really how I stayed in music for sure. And became, got the ideas that I wanted to. Because I said, I'm not going to leave this environment. How did you find music? Because I think that's the one thing I had never known. When you transitioned from Adventure Time to music, I don't know if I, if I understood what bridged the gap between the two. It was just organic. Okay. Um, I mean, Adventure Time was my introduction to the music. Okay. Right? Um, and entrepreneurship was my, always my introduction to marketing so it was both were out of necessity to be honest mm -hmm. music was always like a, a a passion type thing for me like, like you don't get a job in music like that's it never sounded like money even money it just didn't even seem like a career to me did you play an instrument actually your sister plays a bunch so i can imagine you at least got one of them Oh, I play like I've I've played around with the keyboard, but uh, and then I played French horn like my sister at one point when I was in a play like middle school or elementary school or something like that. But nah, I didn't. I always well, I, I, I forgot I had a guitar in college and I got decent at that for a period. But music wasn't going to be. Yeah, like I and I always that was another. I I loved in the way I talked about writing. I always wanted to do an instrument like mm -hmm, that, but mm -hmm. it was like, I don't got time to learn this. Kay. I need to get to where I'm trying to go. Like, okay. I've always kind of just thought that way, even pretty young. Okay. But, um, so you said yeah. Adventure Time connected you to music, um, and then you said marketing. It was just a necessity. It was a necessity. I always thought <clears throat> marketing mine and all that stuff, but I never thought in the term like I'm a marketer or trying to... It, being the channel and the value that I brought mm -hmm. in terms of the space that I saw and what I happened to be doing when I was helping people mm -hmm. forced me to label marketing and branding. Okay. All right. I hadn't ever thought of it in a structure. It was just what I was already organically doing. Mm -hmm. And my brother and sister are both marketing um, in terms of what they did in college and all that stuff. And so, you know, young and I'm going this way. Right? I wasn't ever trying to market or be a marketer then my brother did music and i'm like hey, ain't no money in that from what i saw and plus like i said i just never i literally just never thought about music as a career it was all tech 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 mm -hmm. i did a venture atl to help friends out um because i was helping them with some small events and things like that i was the business guy behind the scenes um and then eventually AT atl was my creative concept and, oh is it yeah yeah, okay. So when I talk about like the builder and all that stuff and all that and more creative, like, all that like was was me, the entire idea. That, yeah. for me, that was a that was my my creative 
and I didn't do as much business. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like I did, but that wasn't my focus. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I just knew it was going to be like 10 adventure times after that. What made you decide not to continue? Well, first of all, um, for, for the listeners, Adventure Time was the bombest experience <laughs> I have ever been to. It was the best curated experience where you go into a room and there is... Um, hip hop, you go into another room and there's like indie, you go into another room, there's art, you go into another room, there's good eats, you got your funnel. Okay. It's, it's yeah. like the, even from the, the vendors having some very soulful of the culture zeitgeist type products and energy it was just yeah. the dopest experience Appreciate so it. yeah and, and we went to so the second one was even better than the first one <laughs> so i just knew we were going to do like more and more and more so yeah. you made a pivot somewhere what made you decide not to do adventure time anymore um all right so i'll give you a little bit about how it started yeah one i was like in college i remember uh, like people not wanting to do the club environment anymore. Some well, some people. Me, I was that way fast because I always just felt like, bro, I need it. I'm not successful. What am I partying about? Like successful at least to me and what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, so I could never get comes. I always felt like I need to be working on something. Then I went to this art scene. All right, like okay, not in clubs, but I felt like the art stuff was just literally the club with art on the walls. Like y'all mm-hmm. still got this weird social dynamic where y'all don't necessarily want to rock with other people. There's no communal. If you think about Adventure ATL, it was very open. You mm-hmm. can meet people easily. Mm-hmm. And like, I would see a lot of people end up following each other and all that stuff from that event. Yeah. Right? Um, so like conceptually, I wanted that, right? Uh, where we thought about it down, me and uh, my partner and that, thought about it down to like we wanted benches versus individual chairs in mm. certain spaces. So you just a little bit forced to be a little bit closer together and how we arrange certain things. So I was like, all right, let's create an environment. And then the whole thing, we can really, I could codify it down to stimulation. I felt a lot of events, people are so worried about people coming to see them that once they get people there, they don't even think about the experience that much. Right. I had this many people out to the show or whatever, or everybody watch me, watch me. Yeah. I wasn't an artist in terms of a musician or whatever, but I wasn't there to get people to see me. So mm. I only focused on stimulating the audience. Uh, well, on what's the best experience and what I would want to do, right? Oh, I'm, I'm, all right, I'm a little tired of this vibe. Let me go to this vibe. Let me go to this vibe. Like, how do I make this as immersive as possible? Control the lighting, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so then I'm like, so then I'm looking for a space to do this. Yeah. Right. And I hadn't put it together, but I was looking, I was looking, I was looking, I was looking. And then I finally found the right space that matches space. But I never thought about it because I just didn't know what the space was. I had never done any kind of event before, really. Um, and when I found a space, it clicked all of a sudden. I was like, oh shit. I'm gonna have to get a lot of people here. Cause in my mind, it could have been, I mean, I, people can't see this space, but like it, it didn't have to be big. It could like my mind, it was like a party in terms of sides. Mm-hmm. I was the only thing I didn't realize to do what I wanted to do until I found a space to do what I wanted to do. That yo, I can't just have a hundred people here. Because it's gonna feel empty as hell. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna. Ha- it's not gonna be the experience. Yeah. So I was like, ah, shoot, man. I can't. I got. All right. I gotta get a lot of people here. All right. What I'm gonna do? 
Then I started thinking about things. I'm like, this ain't really no party no more. This ain't. And then I was like, bro, I got to call it a festival. Like, for it to feel bigger. Yeah. Right? And to start to attract people who weren't there. And I started branding and all those kind of things to, to get it there. Once I did it, mm-hmm. I was done. That was my art. You know, I, the, the work was complete. Yeah. Well, I did it once. And then people were like, yo, that was so dope. Yeah. You don't know how long that took. <laughs> you don't yeah. know how much work I had. They went into that. that. into that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it did. But people kept saying it. People kept saying it. And I quit my job and I wasn't going back. So I was like, bro, let's, let's run it back. Ran it, ran it back eight, 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 uh, yeah, eight months later. Yeah. Bam. Even bigger because of the organic reach after the first time. Yeah. Everybody, because it was so different. So different. People are doing a lot of... Honestly, and I saw people around the city take the concepts and things like that, to be real. Um, mm. But, like, these experiences when you are in a building and going into different environments and different rooms are a little bit more common now. Still, nobody's touching on what I want to do at a whole, as a whole. Because mm-hmm. my vision is actually way bigger than what I, I could do. What I did originally was diluted. Got you. And I, because I only have so much money. Resources, you know exactly. Saying? Mm-hmm. Every single time, though, I got closer and closer to what I wanted to to um, to look like. Yeah. So yeah, I ran it back because people were like, "Hey, all right," but and I definitely wasn't gonna do it the third time. Got I it. Definitely wasn't gonna do it the third time. You knew but, you weren't gonna do it. You you knew when you got done with the first one, this was a masterpiece for what you could do with the resources you had, and you were like, "But I wasn't even even thinking about it as like final." And like mentally, it was just like, all right, well, you know, I did it. And it wasn't until people asked me that I realized, oh, no, no, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Like, got I, it. I didn't, like, we can do this again. Some people was like, you should do this every month, which never would have ever been a thing like that. Mm. Just was way too much because um, I was fronting all the money, mm-hmm. uh, well, like 90 percent of it. And then every single time it got bigger, still fronting the money. So the second time did it because people say bring, bring it back. Lost the location. Well, because of gentrification, all that stuff, all that got sold and everything. Like, if, oh. you, if you see what's there in that, that building now, because it was a dope, like, what? It was perfect. I was like, how did you find this yeah. place? <laughs> like, in the middle of, like, it was, it was like in the middle of nowhere, yet literally in the middle of the city. Right. At the same time. And it was, it was the destination. You would yeah. think, like, how did I never see this location never. Never. before this party and now, or festival? Now they got rid of that old 1920s school building or whatever and and now it's like some you know nice new apartments right but uh but all right so i did that the second time and then but the building was gone so i definitely knew like because i didn't want to do work find new building blah blah blah, and or and i just didn't want to do it i wasn't thinking to do it moved on had the channel that started moving got it and was doing still stuff in the tech world my homie who was like my main partner and um and really making it happen because he was the one who really had a lot of the creative direction in terms of the rooms and all that stuff he uh he kept on asking he kept on asking and, and a home girl of ours like saying yo bro you gotta do it you, you gotta do it and what happened was after all that no saying no the home girl started working at this warehouse and my homie josh went and you're like, yo, bro, you got to do it, bro. I found a new location. It's perfect. And the way my mind works, because remember I said that event was creative for me. It was a creative part of me. Mm-hmm. He was like, bro, no, man. All right. He's like, no, 
see this space. Thank you so much for watching the Work and Play podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Boss Up Conference, which is a community for entrepreneurs, CEOs, celebrities, and corporate executives to come together, network, and solve some problems. Thank you all so much for being supporters of the Work and Play podcast. And thank you for watching the Work and Play podcast and all the episodes before. Now let's get back to the episode. And man, I should have never went. Because <laughs> I told him I didn't want to do it, but that's like my homie. So it's just like, all right, bro, I'm going to go, bro. And literally, when I went, I was like, fuck, I got to do it. Gotta do it. Because <laughs> I instantly yeah. like, knew everything that I would do and just how that went or whatever. But after that third time, I just still had so much momentum and things that I wanted to do. And the business model of mm-hmm. what, what a festival yeah. required. Mm-hmm. It just didn't make sense for me, uh, period, like personality wise, mm-hmm. um, how fast I wanted certain money to come, how frequently I could do it on that particular scale mm-hmm. and how many people I would have to be able to work. I would have to work with for my personality consistently. Yeah. Right. And just be relying on it. So. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was like, hey, if you all want to run this thing but, and maintain the brand at this level and all this stuff. Bet we can do that. Like, mm-hmm. Let y'all do that. Uh, but I'm going to go do his other stuff. And I'll help and advise and all that stuff. But my homie didn't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you know, I was, and that was also when I learned in business, got a true, true reflection of what it looks like when you do too much. Yeah. And you don't build a system and team around, mm-hmm. around you. Because there was no, there really was no way for me to leave that and that thing to, to keep going. Yeah. All right. But, to be fair to myself, I never planned it to be big. I mean, like to like to keep going. Like I, it's weird because the way my mind works, I only did it. Like I didn't like maximize my revenue every single time I went out. I only for some reason I would only build stuff the proper way for it to start to get big, like mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and get as big as possible. So it was built as a brand the way I rebranded and all that stuff to yeah. be able to sell and all that stuff. Right. I had already started positioning and doing all that stuff. Even though I didn't know I wanted to do it, it was like for some reason I just you just think that way. It. You think yeah. foundation, and right. then it go. You you right. know it's going to be scalable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that I really didn't get to is like really for real building out a team in that in that particular way with Thinking that kind of thing in mind, mm-hmm. and and you know that that reflected as much. Yeah. Right? But it was also because I had to be convinced in the second two times, and the first time was supposed to be the only time, you know. So. But now in business, you know, you're already, you know, mentioned, okay, we got a team and like, I'm very, very much so don't do stuff alone because every time I've did stuff with people, I've did, you know, something two, three times bigger than the stuff that I've done alone. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, like just period. And I do it quickly because I'm always doing stuff and doing it at a, at a pretty like, high level, but it's never as quickly and as great as what I've done when I get with some people and use the same talents yeah. to push towards a bigger vision. Dope. So I feel like if I would sum up this first part of your career journey, because there's so many different things to get into, but uh, I would sum it up with you found different currents to, to go into and then you use that momentum to take you as far as you wanted it to go before you found your next project that you wanted to harness that momentum and create new growth in a new area. And I could ask you, I could ask you so many questions about how you started your YouTube page, how you started to build out um, 
brand man shine as a brand as a personal brand i can even ask you what you do for your your clients individually but i think what's really really interesting um would be to hear how you went from you also mentioned this this um, earlier in your story you talked about you were a hustler at six and i always talk about there's a difference between a hustler and an entrepreneur so i would say the first half of your career or actually the first part is you building this infrastructure and this concept of scalability um, and even like your own aptitude to, to build things as an entrepreneur and i swear self-awareness when, like when we go back and look at this video, this video <laughs> self-awareness is crazy yeah. so my question is actually when did you start to um when did you start to move from kind of B to C, in a sense, to B to B and start thinking more agency like? So I'm skipping I'm skipping a whole chunk of like that YouTube growth, your individual personal brand, you building like out other people's personal brands and then helping them kind of watch them grow in your like institution type um, community. But then there was a, a time where you as an entrepreneur decided I, th- I want to do more big ticket contracts. Right. I'm, a, I'm imagining. So right. what did that growth look like? And I, and I don't want to layer in too many questions, but I think team like that teamwork is probably in there in a nuance of how you establish that. Yeah, well, for my, me, again, I alluded to this earlier. It was really about the function of there's only but so much like that was the most important part right that i could do in terms of education without taking the agency seriously because mm. part of agency i tell i talk to my partner about this all the time I'm like hey bro agencies are a low margin business it's a high labor low margin it's a lot of work low margin and i come from a tech way of thinking where i tell people all the time like whatsapp had not, uh, 50 employees when they sold for 19 billion all right now everything can't be WhatsApp or whatever, but it's still just the scalability on tech is ridiculous. Mm. So I'm like, service, service, oh, oh like, like it just didn't make sense. Got right? it. Um, and then you go back to having to deal with so much people, um, so many people and their own agendas, even if it's not like people, no matter if people come to you, mm-hmm. right, people come to you in the agency world, right? And then they don't want to do the stuff that they're paying you for. It was just like, I, I, I I didn't like that, right? In terms mm-hmm. of just if I didn't have to, but once I get a vision for something, just like I didn't want to do the adventure ATL again, but once the vision's there, it's like bam, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's how I move into those currents that you're talking about. Like the, once the vision's there, I'm not even. I just bam, 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 connect all the dots. Mm-hmm. So that for me was understanding, yo, to take this network opportunity as huge as it can go the to be in the best position also need to take this agency seriously i was basically doing a mini agency you know uh unwillingly because just making money to to live Mm -hmm. but i wasn't doing it seriously and how an agency would have to build need to be built out so one that market opportunity made me say, all right, cool, I need, how, how do I need to build this out? What does this need to look like? Um, being able to link with my partner helped with that extremely, um, a, a whole lot because I had somebody else who understood a lot of that vision and, and, and wanted to do many of the same things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then from there, my environment is, if you can hustle, that's one thing, and then if you can start building, 
in, in music especially, there's a lot of things that you can do, all right? Like in, in, a, in a lot of other industries. I'm talking about from business, business side. Not, not as talent necessarily because that's just a different space. But like from, as a, from a business acumen standpoint, you can do that mm-hmm. in music because mm-hmm. the margins are so slim in general. I talk about slim margins. Like the music industry in general, like you can be working with an artist that has, you know, big shows, Grammys, everybody knows, loves them, and, they, and them artists is making millions. And then the label will be like, hey, man, yeah, we got $3,000, you know, for you to work. <laughs> it's like that. That's how, like, cheap, right? A lot of yeah. influencers like to work with companies versus uh, the music industry because okay. Music, you know, co- companies, you know what the budgets look like at the Deltas, the like all those brands. Yeah. Music is like an eighth of that. Wow. So, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Oh. Right. So if you can do that in that like hyperbolic chamber, this, 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 this tight environment, um, then you can really get some things done. But a part of creating that space and that flexibility was. It's this marriage, right? The education side, it's not as labor, so it also helps create certain margins that you can't do on the agency side. The agency creates um, just certain acumen, skill set, and insight that you you won't necessarily get on the other side. Hmm. All right, so understanding that pairing, that's just like a loose way to, uh, to say it. And then... And then um, understanding the market opportunity in in the agent on the agency side. Once I saw, even in the outside of the the connection with the, the, uh, the education company, I saw some market market opportunities and for where agent, agencies need to involve to better serve the clients. Mm-hmm. That's when I said, okay, I could do this B two B thing. But if you like, go, I kind of like analyze everything I said. It goes back to what are the opportunities there. All right. What what does the margin look like? What business model needs to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and what will it be benefiting? Can we create a, a, an environment where a company can be built versus just me doing this solo? Okay, you check off certain boxes. The vision's there, and it makes sense. Let's go. Let let's go do it. And then everything comes down into the specifics of what an agency looks like in that B two B world. But for mm. me, I'm oftentimes like just following. A uh, like basic economics. Mm. That's what it comes out. Like everything is economics to me. Okay, what would you say um, for? I guess on your education side. So for um, what would you say is the biggest result? Like what would you say the that clients come to you? Like the biggest result that clients come to you for on the B two C side as well as the B two B side. B two B two C is. Either increasing their social media followers or increasing their streams. Everybody wants streams of music. The the B two B side is the exact same thing, mm-hmm. except there's an additional like I need somebody who can do this consistently. Or there's people who are at a, are already at a certain level that it's not about build me up from scratch. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's about all right. How do I capitalize on this new moment? How do I move my brand into a new audience? Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets mm-hmm. a little bit more nuanced, 
but it still is broken down into, well, now I need to increase my streams in this audience. Mm -hmm. I need to increase my visibility in this particular audience first, it being my first audience that mm -hmm. I need to do that with. But the mechanics are the same. And the last thing I'll say with the B2B side is also because you're working with another business, right? Mm -hmm. They're looking for a lot of times convenience, right? And trust. Because mm -hmm. oftentimes they might have the capability of maybe hiring or figuring out, but I was like, how do, I just need to find somebody who can do this where I don't have to focus on it. Yeah. And because I want to manage or where's my strength in my business, who else can handle this? And we're here for that as well. Like mm. That's our ideal customer a lot of times on that side. Like, yeah, you can do this, but you don't want to do this. All right. Yeah. Let, let us take that off your hands. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. I've gotten so many questions about this brand and I'm super excited to share that this episode is sponsored by Black is Wealth Clothing. Now, Black is Wealth was created to inspire and empower our culture to tap into our wealth. Now, when we talk about wealth, we're not just talking about financial wealth. We're talking about the strength, resilience and brilliance that lives inside of all of us. Now, by tapping into our wealth, we can create any form of wealth that we desire. So if you like this shirt or any other shirt that you've seen me sport on my Instagram or any other any other platform, then go check them out at blackiswealth.com. I love this one and y'all are going to love it too. Now let's get back to the episode. Got it. All right. So I think we have, a, we, we talked a lot about like your journey. I think that's the most, nah, it's no most interesting. It's just all of it intertwined. And there's so many other questions I could possibly ask you, but I'm dying for myself to understand how, all right, I'll give you a little context. Well, I'll give you the point first and then I'll bring it to context. For myself, I'm really curious to know your perspective on how you either envision or currently manage that fun side that like that I, I used to see when we used to hang out more so years ago um, with this huge growth that you are starting to see as a business person and the future goals that you have as an organization slash empire. Right. The reason I ask you that is because I remember before I really tapped into my entrepreneurial journey, like I was just corporate and I would see you come through and we would just be hanging out and you would go duck off and be on your computer doing what you need to do or you would be build, building your YouTube page. Now that I'm 100% into this, I feel it. I feel that I, I could be around friends, I could do whatever, but I'm always working on my business. Mm -hmm. And so I'm in this space where I've, I always wanna balance. These conversations help me balance work and play, right? But I also understand how as I get further and more built out, yeah. I want to maintain that level of jovial, um, jovialism, jovialistic. I don't know if that's the <laughs> word. I want to maintain that level of play in what I do because I, I, I feel like I would be following in your footsteps, but I'd be remiss if I were to forget about this interaction and what feeds my soul. So you're a father, you're um, a spouse, a partner, you're a business partner, and you're a brother, a family member, and you're a friend. So as you find all this business success, where do you find that, that level of play? And how do you infuse it into everything you do, or just a few things that you do? Well, when it comes to doing business successfully, the best way to begin doing it right in terms of the fun part is doing it poorly all right mm -hmm. and because i've done a poor job in maintaining the fun part of myself all right but that comes from 
from what's necessity in the business. So people oftentimes compare it to like having a baby. And I've always heard that, but I ain't had no baby before. <laughs> so, but now I had a baby, you know what I'm saying? So I understand the level of nurturing and attention to detail. I knew it intellectually, but being in it now, I definitely get it a lot more, right? Um, of how, why people use that as an analogy for business, because there's just moments of time that it has to just be this. Mm-hmm. Nothing else can matter. Right? And then the goal then becomes, as you get to certain levels, is, all right, how do I continue to build my business out where I can put myself in positions that I have this jovial? All right, Because there's one st- some stages of business where you have to spend so many times in stuff that aren't your strength right? and, and things that you don't necessarily like doing mm-hmm. that like, it's just going to drain you. Mm-hmm. Right? you or you can't be able to focus on just that 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 they recharge in the same way mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about moving at a certain speed mm-hmm. but um what happens is like what all right here's one of my things that i always hold on to as someone who never wanted to work a job i actually had one job that i loved and that was working at europe mm-hmm. um and that was the one job i always tell people my experience because of the good that it was doing um, the little actual position, right, and the pe- and the people I was working with, which is where I learned these are the things that you need to really enjoy. Like people can be in a, a big company and people say it's great, but they're in the wrong part of the company with the wrong boss, trash, and it can be the reverse, mm-hmm. right? So I learned that one, I could definitely love what I'm doing day to day, but it was the most emotionally taxing and emotionally invigorating experience, mm-hmm. right, at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that kept me going. I would literally, you guys, Courtney, it'll be days when I'm like, man, I'm bored, man. I can't wait till Monday. You know what I'm saying? Like, go back to school, <laughs> do these kids. And but so now it's like, how do I build that in my own job? Yeah. Right. That I'm doing now. Yeah. In the business. Because mm-hmm. yes, I'm in control of a lot of things and building things out, but there's still seasons. And now that I have more people on my team, I'm not there yet. Like I just told you earlier, actually. Yeah infrastructure i'm still so much on that part where i'm doing things that i'm good at but it's not that part that oh this is just yeah you know where he just wake up and he alive to and everything he does is just giving him energy i'm not spending no time well, or very very small time on the things that that take away or slow me down because yeah. i like I, I move at a pretty fast speed mm-hmm. um, naturally and pretty high energy so to kind of like summarize that and why I said all that again is one there's a phase where there ain't no balance right and people a lot of times I actually say this after so not so I don't interrupt it there's a phase that there's no balance and then you get to a point where you start to have a lot of leverage uh, you have more control mm-hmm. and you can start creating what looks like balance all right it becomes your balance for life because mm-hmm. even if you're working you can start putting yourself in a position where the things that you're working on are the mm-hmm. things that energize you mm-hmm. all right the things that you're just playing a game almost because you're winning and getting better at the thing that you want to get better at yeah right and, and and that just becomes the life and you have other people to handle more and more of the other spaces that's what balance begins to look like. And then if you have family and things like that. It's like, how do you add that in, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you do that exact same concept within your family? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I really, the thing that just matters is spending the time with my family, right? And 
and being at certain things, well, shoot, now I see why people have a cook, have a a, a maid and all, all these other things. You start to yeah. do the exact same thing in that space. Mm-hmm. So now on a business personal life side, it's all just it's all just the stuff that matters most to you. Yeah. All right. And then obviously the the, 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 the frame stuff in general. Because when you have something taking your energy that much, like Look at, looking at my girl, right? Okay, taking a, taking care of a baby, mm-hmm. and obviously the woman far more in, in terms of like what they do and have to go through. Mm-hmm. Don't have the energy to even have fun at some certain points, right? Yeah, and it's that same way in business where you're just so taxed, okay. you don't have the energy to um, have that fun. So you have to go through that phase, and don't rob yourself of the bigger win by trying to maintain balance. Right throughout the process, you have to go through those seasons, just like raising a child, all those other things. Hey, look, just a, a good example of success. And oh, the kids are out the house, right? But how long did they get take to, to get to get to that? Yeah. But now you're doing whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. That's like big successful company. Yo, you done made that money, and now you're just doing whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But people mess up because they keep listening to rich people talk about <laughs> the stuff that they doing. <laughs> And they, but they're not talking about it, looking at the stuff they did to get there. Yeah. Like, oh, balance and oh, spirituality. But she didn't do all that to get there. Right. It but did not look that beautiful it look like when that. you were your The reason she's talking and talking going so hard on it now yeah. is because she went through some ugly shit. Yeah. Right. To get there. Right. But it was necessary to get there. Yeah. But that's why she's going so hard on this work life balance or he or whatever, you know, or in all this stuff now. Yeah. But they're, not, but they're in a place where that balance won't interrupt anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Some people be trying to balance and then you, you balance, you really can't put much into anything so none of it's going to go to a high level. You're just... Right. Here. Mediocre at everything. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm actually done to ask you another question now. So, uh, I, of course, I don't have kids yet yeah. and, of course, I don't even have a husband yet. So, uh, or said, said on you. It's in the universe. Right, it's in the universe. You just haven't found you. Absolutely. I'm, at, I'm, gonna ask, I got, I'm asking a very granular question. So, all of that is coming, yeah. but I'm just curious about your growth in that you established a certain level of success in, as an entrepreneur and then you had a baby, right? At this level where you had your baby and the level of success you've reached, do you feel like you gave yourself a, a running start enough on your business to continue that growth on your business and at a good place where you can still watch the baby grow? Or do you feel like, ah, there could have been a little bit more closing of the gap there if I had gotten a little bit more success and then had the baby or had the baby earlier as I was working on? Like, how much overlap should there be when a person wants to have a baby as an entrepreneur? I can't give nobody personal advice. <laughs> That's whatever you got going on and what you want to do in your personal decisions, like that timing of it. Yeah. Um, but when it happens... Hey, y'all. Let me tell you about my friends at Run the World Clothing. Run the World is a community empowerment brand that chooses to educate on black history, black culture, and black radical thought through apparel and experiences. Run the World is a vessel to celebrate the black experience for our black people and our allies. And I have on one of their latest pieces from this season's collection. So if you haven't seen Run the World Vic's episode on the Work and Play podcast, go check it out or go to their website to check out some of their apparel. Now let's get back to the episode. It's going to happen and there's just things that can't be compromised mm-hmm. you're gonna have to spend a certain amount of time there's gonna be some nights to crying and all that stuff where you literally just don't have that time of business 
So I say maintain that choice mm. as long as you have that choice because you'll lose a lot of choices once you have a kid. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Maintain that choice as long as you can. I think as a woman entrepreneur, it's, I'm curious how that, that uh, take things as they go mentality is going to work, especially when like. What do you mean? Well, so as a man, you well as a man, you you talk about the difference between you and um, your your partner and how you guys are able, well, how she's better at like the natural mommy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that can sometimes be taxing for you, right? Because you're either focused on the business and that allows you to to let her do the taxing stuff for the baby sometimes, and then come in and do daddy stuff too. But as women, we're good at doing the mommy stuff. And sometimes we overextend and we do really well at the business stuff, too. So just the give and take, the the um, you only have two eyes and 24 hours type of thing as a as the one who's the best with the and I might not even be the best with my kid. Let's just be <laughs> whatever. But as the woman, uh, sometimes we are the one who are best with the kids mm-hmm. and we have to figure out how to balance. So I think for me, sometimes I wonder and, you know, women are also very super analytical when we come to these things. Everything has to be the right time. We've got the biological clock. We got all this stuff. And so that's probably why I asked you the question about like, hmm, would I want to have a baby in the next year or so? I'm, I really feel like I would probably want five years of success in my business <laughs> before I wanted to bring a baby. No, that's in. real. You would at least need to be like the, the most ideal situation is at the not the most ideal, the at the the lowest ideal Right is at least being in, in a position where you have some level of momentum and clarity right, mm-hmm. of what scale looks like, mm. and start building towards that. Okay. All right. Like for me, all right now I was like, oh, nine months. Now we got to really go. But right before that happened, I'd already got the clarity like a month before she was conceived or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that was cool. It was like I'm working on that now. I just got to work even faster. Right. Um, yeah. So, and I'm building momentum. Everything is momentum, 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 and, and not clipping that. But mm-hmm. if I was still in a period where I'm just trying to find what I, what I want to do, it would feel I can't even imagine where I where I would be. You know what I'm saying? That would be a whole other space. Yeah. Most ideal, yo. You know, we making a certain amount of money. Right. And things are there right now. So much of the money is invested right back into the business. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'd much rather hire somebody that makes more than me and I can have a peace of mind mm-hmm. to focus on the parts that I need to versus pay myself more and you know stymie the growth of the business at this point yeah so we're not I'm not even in a place where I'm really capitalizing and making that much money the business is doing well the trajectory is 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 nice yeah you know what I'm saying but this this ain't this ain't what is it harvest or whatever which, which yeah one? this isn't the season of harvest yeah this ain't that season right I now. got I'm you not picking up the bags so <laughs> still it grow. Yeah. you've planted the seeds and you're just letting it grow yeah. this has been such an amazing conversation I appreciate everything you shared with me from your story the stuff that I had no clue about. And then even some some life lessons that I can take. <laughs> I remember calling you when I was getting ready. I was like, should I apply for Europe? I really think this is an awesome organization. Life took me another direction, but I've always been um, wanting to pick your brain in so many different places of this journey. So I'm honored. 
This has been awesome. So one of the things that I like to do on the uh, podcast is actually reach back. As we move forward, we're gunning forward. I never want us to forget about the people who are behind us on their way. Mm-hmm. And I particularly think about, for you, the young people at, at Europe, who you probably haven't seen in, in so long, and are still on their journey of making them making something of themselves. So as you think about, um, as we close out, I want you to just kind of think about your wisdom, your, your brand man, Sean Wisdom, <laughs> and reach back to uh, someone who is on their journey. Either they haven't gotten started or they're still, they still haven't reached that level of clarity and they need a little bit of inspiration or information or insight to make the next step. So what would you say to that person? Who would that person be and what would you say? Ooh. I don't quite know the details of where some of them are to reach to to tell talk too much on them but okay well i know one of them uh, for sure so shanice has this dope business called nice scent they're candles y'all check those candles out period they're really dope like i'm not like it, it helped me become a candle person because i'm not candle person but i love i love hers Hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play Podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. Now let's get back to the episode. And she's really been doing her thing, staying consistent in the business. So number one is like, yo, like actually stay doing it because most people don't don't last that long. People have nice ideas. They even do it one time and then, you know, but but it, the, the difficulty is hard to maintain it. So just, mm-hmm. just keep that because you're dope already. What you're doing is dope. And then now, like focus on what scale might look like and building beyond yourself. And I'm sure she's done that already to a certain extent, but without knowing all the, the details, like continue to focus on what scale looks like and make those hard decisions um, that are required because growing, right, whether it's the amount of products you have, the amount of, or the type of people you're working with, or having to leave some partnerships and focus on a different line of partnership, whatever that looks like in the candle business, you know what I'm saying? If you want to grow it to, to big, big money, figure that out, study, and, and, and make that decision for your business. That's lit, and you got real specific. It's somebody out there who you don't, they don't even you don't even know, but they got they also have a candle business, and they was like, I just I needed to have that conversation today. So, <laughs> so, so again, I just want to thank you so much for joining me. Thank y'all for watching. You had you had some good questions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you you good at this? I don't know what you did, but. Keep this thing up too. Hey, I will. That looks. I'm reaching sideways. Look, seriously, I took that. I took that for sure. So, if the folks want to follow you, stay connected with you, or just continue to watch your growth, how can they get connected with you? At brandmanshawn on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Also, I'm I'm about to go be TikTok famous right now. So, at brandmanshawn on TikTok too. You know, check me out over there. And 
everything else will find its way. You'll get hit with an ad or something. So. <laughs> Because he is the man for that as well. So if y'all have any questions, we are definitely going to be doing the replay. The replay. I can't wait for the live replay with you. But we're going to. Live right now? No, no, no. We're going (laughs) to. We're going to do the live replay as soon as this episode launches. So I'll be able to get you back and have another conversation with you. But until next time, thank y'all for watching. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Peace out.